This is the Ed Marlin Show. All right, welcome back to Max Out, everybody. I'm so excited about today because if our on-camera conversation is even close to as good as the off-camera, this is going to be <laughs> remarkable. We've been laughing and learning and doing all kinds of stuff. So this gentleman to my left, I've wanted on my show since I first heard you speak. And uh, he's interesting because you're going to, first, you're hilarious. But the depth of how you reach people and the impact you've made on me personally is something I just want to first acknowledge you for and thank you for. This is a man who had a 20-year career in the entertainment business, had you know, one of the top specials on Comedy Central for years, had really achieved the pinnacle in the entertainment space and sort of walked away from that career for a calling in what I'd call transformational communication, mm -hmm. where humor's at the center of it. And he's just a very unique, remarkable man. And today, you're all gonna hear things in ways you've not heard them before, and today's just gonna be a beautiful experience for you all. So it's really my honor to present to you Kyle Cease, everybody. So thank Dude, you for being here, brother. Thank you, man. It, it's, it's been so good already for me, so. Well, I, I have to say I feel the same way. I, I have always loved your content, but I felt your heart in every interview you did. And I, it's fascinating to, because when I showed up, I was thinking, I'm so excited oh, wow. to meet you and to hear you've been watching my stuff too was really an exciting moment yeah. for me because well, I really you. love your work and I love your heart and um, yeah, I'm excited to see what unfolds here. Thank you. And I, and I got to tell you, not only have been watching it, but it's made a difference for me. And um, that's why I do the show. People ask me, you know, why do you do the show? And I say, it's really, it's a little bit selfish for me. I get to meet remarkable people that I get to share with the world. And I do really feel that way about you. Wow. There's a special way that you deliver a message and the way you think and explain things. There's a truth to it immediately when you hear it. Mm. And I like things that don't take me a long time to process them because when someone says them, I intuitively believe they're true through my own experiences. And so we're going to go all over the wow. place today. Just all over the place. You know, it's funny you say that too about it's, it's fascinating how simple, like whatever we all want to call truth, but it feels like our consensus of the truth is. It's so easy. And one thing we often say, I find like when I work with someone and point out something that's really simple, it's also very profound. And they will say something like, I need to wrap my mind around that. Mm. And that sentence actually is the opposite of what we want to do. In other words, the truth is, is so much more simple and wrapping your mind about it is like shrinking it into the small story that you've created for yourself. In other words, we don't even need to wrap our mind around it. Instead of trying to shove it into our small story, hmm. what if we allow ourselves to just go into this unknown hmm. that we're like we were talking about right before we started, something yes. that's so trippy and totally true is, and, and it's such a corny, airy-fairy thing, but really embrace this idea. You and I are only this moment. Right. There's, there's literally nothing else. Mm -hmm. and, and it's so easy for our stories to kick in and go, well, I'm, you know, I make this much, or I'm this, you know, from this country, or I'm this, you know, gender. Mm -hmm. And that's where we create the illusion of separation. And that's what cuts us off from our worthiness, our creativity, our flow. Yes our joy, yes. we're only this moment. Like yeah. that's so freeing. It's so freeing yeah. and by the way, profound and simple and true. Right. I don't need to wrap my mind around that. I know that it's true. Yeah. And this is, okay everybody, you're already getting it. We're one minute <laughs> in and you're seeing what I'm talking about here. So here we go. Right. I cannot wait to do this. So speaking of that, one of the things that I hear so often is, and it, on this path of past, present and, 
and future is I haven't found my purpose. Mm, yeah. I don't know what my purpose is in life. And I've struggled to give people what I think to be an appropriate answer to that question because it, to be candid with you, it really, I, I've not struggled with that personally a whole lot. And so yeah. you have a really interesting and true perspective about purpose on that. Share that with everybody. Well, one thing that's really interesting is I want to ask people when they say I'm trying to figure out my purpose is I say, how do you measure purpose? Yeah. Is it based on you're getting paid? Is that when you know you're in your purpose? Mm. Is it when you have a measurable thing that you can tell your parents you now do? You know, I have a friend that's this really sweet girl that I remember every time she would walk into a room, everyone lights up Mm. just because she walked into the room and they should be sweet and fun. And then she'd be alone with me and she'd go, I'm trying to figure out what my purpose is. And I'm going, you think that wasn't? Mm. Do you think it's not in purpose when you're having a hard time? Do you think when you're in your darkness, that's not in purpose? Do you think that you know, your suffering, your pain, your doubts, your is not all in purpose. I mean, we know it's our lows that cause our greatness later. So our lows are in purpose, right? Everything is in purpose. So Mm. the idea that there's something that our ego is going to qualify as that's it is so small. And it's such an insult to the universe or the now or whatever created Mm -hmm. us. And you can hear that and be atheist, but Mm -hmm. it's such an insult to this space or, or God or whatever mm. to say, I'm not in purpose until, you know, it's measured so financially mm. or it gets me love from society, which is a crazy group of people, yeah. <laughs> like in certain ways. Yeah. And you really, you this thing I heard you say, and I, I, I want to ask you about this. You say, your past is um, a lie. You don't believe that everything about someone's past is necessarily true for them, right? Is that, or make, you say well, it your way. If we're only this moment, Going to the past, I understand it's a place to go, and I understand it's a thing we can look at, and I understand it's coming from measure, uh, from memory, and it's something you can measure. Mm-hmm. It's actually a denial of this moment. In other words, it's our fear of facing something in ourselves. Every time we sometimes get motivated, we're like, I'm going to fix this thing, and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I find that shows up when something happened and triggered something in me that wants to be seen. And it's when I'm going, oh no, I am actually feeling this like lump in my stomach that feels hurt or unseen that I can easily go to motivation as a way to not see it still. And then I can keep my circumstances the exact same and delay this inevitability that I'm going to see this thing. Or I can be with this, like I can have a lump in my stomach. So whether it's going through a breakup or a lawsuit or darkness or just feeling unseen, that is an opportunity to see the, you know, some of us feel a trap in our heart or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, a lump in our stomach or a rock. It's asking you to, to see it. And, and in my eyes, sometimes, sometimes a lot of motivation happens. You hear the stories of like, yeah. And once I was bullied in high school, I knew I was going to, so we're developing a company out of a fear of being bullied. You're right. Right? We're developing, how is that sustainable? We're Mm. developing a make money out of, I don't want to be abandoned by my dad again when I'm five. Mm. And and what if we instead allow ourselves to heal this thing by being this moment to see it and let it be seen and accepted? Like I'll have the pain show up and goes, I feel unloved. Mm. And I actually follow it with, and I love that. Hmm. because it's not the unloved that's the problem, it's my resistance to it. It's me thinking it shouldn't be there, Hmm. right? So if I'm like, I feel stuck, I feel scared, I feel lost, I really believe that's life trying to, 
take you beyond the smallness that we've been achieving from. Hmm. Like we've been achieving from a story. You're right. Versus like, what could this moment, which has none of that fear, Mm -hmm. right, create? What is it trying to create through us, Mm -hmm. right? So a lot of times we go into the future or the past as a way to avoid this feeling. I think the achievers, you're right. By the way, I, I resemble that to some extent. And, and me too. I mean, we all have it, right? What do you say to an achiever? An achievers usually are, uh, well, they're both. You're right. Some are like, hey, I'm going to prove these people wrong that bullied me when I was in school or overlooked me or I was too slow to play football. So now I'm a badass right. working business person. Also sort of their addiction to the future. Someone would say to you, and I have not heard someone ask you this before. This is a hard question, I think. So, sure. so it's worked for me. In other words, yes. this formula, this pattern yes. has produced this beach house yes. or produced Beautiful. this abundance. I'm, I'm being, it's metaphorical in my case. I'm not talking about necessarily that did that for me, but I'm in a pattern. I know you're right. I'd like to be more present. Yes. Most of my achiever clients or friends, when we're private, they say, my biggest struggle is I, I have a hard time being where I am. But that hard time of being where I am has helped me produce some pretty cool places and things other people think they'd like to have. Yes. Right? So how do you lose the addiction, if, if it is addiction, to that pattern? What, what would be something you would say to somebody who says, you're right, I'd like to be more present. I'm never present with my kids. Right. I'm rarely present with myself. Right. But this motivation thing is sort of produced for me an external life a lot of other people think is pretty cool. Well, one thing I think that I see a lot is the belief that being present won't achieve things, right? Like people say, if I'm just here, I'm going to end up sitting under a tree forever. Yeah. Well, actually, what I find is the more I'm here, first of all, I create a space that's bigger than my small story that was achieving out of that fear. Mm. I can receive bigger. Here, this moment can receive bigger. Like in other words, let's say you're someone who has a belief that who you are is someone who makes $20,000 a year. It's in your system. In other words, you're, you learn that with your parents. It's just in your body that, you know, this is my story. Money doesn't grow on trees, all these things. Yeah. So we can create a lot of motivation and we can create a lot of stuff. So I, look, I achieved all this money. Yeah, but that's death to the story of who you are. So you're going to have to sabotage this. Because, because you think you're the small story and now you got a million bucks. And that's death. You literally have created a world where you have friends that connect with you on how hard it is to make money. And now you have all this money and that would be death to those connections. That would be death to your connection to your dad who says it's really hard. And I find the real truth of what we are is so much bigger than money. Do you realize that you're the source of every dollar you made? So why are we excited about money? We should be excited about you. Mm. Like if you and I went for a walk and we were in the woods and let's say I rounded a corner and I found, this is such a funny analogy, but it's crazy. If I found a waterfall, okay, Okay. it's just flowing and it's got all this, it's just going forever. What would happen if I took a cup, filled it with water, came back from the waterfall, you didn't see the waterfall and I go, dude, a cup of water. You'd go, you'd, you'd be excited. We have Mm. more water, but you'd also see the limited supply of it and you'd see, we better be careful with it. We better be, and so even though there's a waterfall around the corner, Mm -hmm. you'd see the lack, you'd see the, we better be careful with this, we better not, will I have enough water to pay rent next month? I can't donate any of this water because we'll be out of it. 
But the problem isn't anything other than perspective. If I showed you the supply chain, if I showed you the infinite, the first thing you do is, what's our highest calling? How can we donate it? Our goal is to show everyone that they have a waterfall. And I believe that you are the source of every dollar you've ever made or any relationship you brought in your life or anything you've done successful. So we can still have all that abundance, but it's a byproduct of your connection to your waterfall. Ooh. And I'm so much more excited about what you are versus what you do. Ooh. And so when people say, what do I do? I actually already know they're in a fight or flight fix. Because when people actually panic, I go, well, when, instead of asking what we do, I'm gonna ask you, what are you? This moment, the, the waterfall, the, the supply. Mm. And cool, by the way, this is a, an insanely gorgeous house. It's awesome. And I love you in the space even more. It's one of the most gorgeous houses I've ever seen. But if we measure we're loved based on what we've achieved, we're actually enslaved to our achievement. And as mm -hmm. Wayne Dyer, one of yep. both of our heroes says, if that goes away, you go away too. Oh boy, yes. So if you're much more this moment, you're actually able to create and receive on a much higher dimension because I'm just this moment and that's actually worth billions of dollars. It is, and by the way, what I wanna to say to my audience, I want everyone to stay in here because this can be new for some people, right? It's truth, it's profound, it's simple, but it can be new. And I can hear people right now going, okay, they're in the foo-foo space now, right? Yeah, but it's also the truthful foo space. <laughs> in fact, the other stuff, as you say, is actually the foo-foo space. Yes. Elaborate on that, because well, I a lot agree of times, with this. Well, people say to me with meditation, mm -hmm. which is something I do usually two hours a day. I wake up, and, and by meditation, I don't mean wear a bunch of beads, I don't change my name to Rainbow Maka Sunshine. You can totally still shave your armpits, whatever you wanna do. You don't have to say Om, you don't have to do this shit with your hands. Mm -hmm. All I do is I wake up and I listen to silence for two hours a day, okay? So it gives me higher level callings, higher level ideas, and by the way, under all that is just worthiness. People don't need to achieve worthiness or, that's all a lie. Yes. And so. I will say I know why you said stay there because one of the biggest people that are most triggered by my content are achieving people. Yes. Because when I say you're only this moment, that sounds like you're, it's death to, so I'm not the eight Porsches in the garage. Right. And I'm saying, those are awesome and you're even better. Right. And what I believe is that the Please conscious, that. Yeah. what's that? I'm just begging people to hear that. Yeah, like, oh, that's cool. That's cool if you have 10 million in the bank. Sure. Or, or if you're another story, whether it's the, the, you know, you've achieved something, you're in a victim state, you have a past that you want to be seen. You need to see it and be there for it. And who's the one that's being the space of being there for it, right? And so one of the things people say about meditation is, so I just do nothing? Mm -hmm. And I go, actually, to me, when we're at a job that doesn't fulfill us, doing everything we can to keep things together, in my eyes, that's more doing nothing. And finally listening to silence is doing something. Do you notice how every time everything in your life falls apart, finally when you listen to yourself, yes. that starts to take care of things. So actually, to me, that's doing something. I agree with you. Right? Yes. We're finally being productive mm -hmm. because you're accessing a higher level channel that's bigger than the story that doesn't feel worthy like I have this thing that I, that's a controversial thing where I believe that we're all really powerful entertainers. I believe that we're all funny. Like if you've ever watched this, if you're watching this and you've ever, ever said something headliner level funny, 
Like every per many, many people have. Like you just had that moment where you're at a restaurant and you're pissed off about an ex or the political system or, and you say something that comes out like Steve Martin level funny. Yes. Right? If it's happened once in my eyes, that means it's available. Yes. Right? And the factor is you weren't trying. So I have this space where I'm like, everyone is funny. Yes. You know, everyone's a creative genius. Everyone is their own version of a prince or a, mm -hmm. a, a music. I've had four friends that at one point were tone deaf and now we can harmonize together. Mm -hmm. I believe that we're just disconnected because we believe our God is achieving something versus connecting and, and putting our antenna up and connecting to what's here. Can I say something on that? Yeah. Because I 100 million percent agree with you. And I want everyone in my audience, because the audience is very diverse. There's the, there's the different groups, you yeah. know. They're all humans, though. And all of you have also had that experience at one moment for one second of being happy. Yes. And that means you can have that at any moment right. as well. It's not just the things you achieve, it's the states you've been in. If you've just touched on happiness once in your life, yes. you can have that all the time. If all you've had time. that peace, if you've had um, uh, ecstasy, any of those things, you have access to that at any given time. And when you're in the achiever space all the time, what I love about your message, and I want everyone to just, just give yourself at least the consideration of what Kyle's saying, is these stories we make about ourselves, mm -hmm. our past story, our future story, who we are, we are our achievement, we are our career. These are all stories that you've told about yourself and you are greater than those stories. Right. That's what I love about what you're saying and I just, I just hope everybody gets a chance to experience that for a second. So there's sort of these illusions we create, right, of these stories about yeah. ourselves. And then this, the book I love, by the way, Kyle's also a New York Times bestselling author. There's so much to his, story, but he's more than that. But the illusion of money, what's the premise? And I want them to go get the book, but the premise is what? That it's kind of that waterfall thing that our mm. focus is on that. But it's also just that, first of all, the subtitle is why chasing money is stopping you from receiving it. Mm. Think of the concept of chasing something. By chasing, you're actually declaring in this moment, I don't, don't have. have it. Yep. Right? So, that's cool, but you're still working from a place of lack. I believe that the achievement consciousness and making things happen was a consciousness that at one point was the highest, most me measurable consciousness on the planet. Like imagine in the 50s and 60s, many people worked for, you know, a few warehouses and did this. And then like in the 80s, there's this entrepreneurial boom. Mm -hmm. At that point, it feels like to me from what I'm seeing and what I feel in my body, the collective consciousness, the factor wasn't that we're now achieving things. The factor is we're now at a consciousness we've never seen before. So we're at our soul's cutting edge. Mm -hmm. Well, you and I, have a million stories of people we know who have made a lot of money and weren't happy. Sure. We know a ton of people. I know people who've committed suicide, had major drug addictions. In fact, the more they got the thing that they thought they wanted, the more they actually feel, why aren't I happy and feel even sadder? So to me, there's a new consciousness trying to happen. And it's a consciousness that's even bigger than just thinking positive. Like thinking positive is awesome. We need it. But in thinking positive, this is crazy, but we're implying there is a negative, and which means I'm judging part of myself because that negative exists in me. So the more I avoid my darkness and keep focusing on the light, the more that darkness is gonna keep acting out. So my belief is your ability to create is solely based on how much of your 
which is your definition darkness, you fall in love with. In other words, your ability to become rich, in my eyes, is based solely on how in love you can be with being broke. Mm. Your ability to have the greatest relationship in the world is, is solely based on how in love with you are with being alone. The more you don't need a relationship, the more you're connected to yourself, the more you will create a match to that where you have someone else who doesn't need themselves and that's one plus one equals a million versus one half plus one half equals one fourth where you have two codependents going, you're the source of my happiness and you can help me avoid all of my darkness. So I'm gonna make you the source of my happiness and then in a year we're gonna realize this doesn't work because I still am stuck with my sadness. How about not only that, your ability to live your life, I find, is based solely on how okay you are with death. And if you can be in love with death, and death doesn't only form based on, you know, our physical death, our cells are dying all day, we have hair cells dying all day, past stories are trying to die, and humans have gotten this thing that death is a bad thing. So we hold on to old stories via the crap in the garage, the relationship that doesn't serve us anymore, the career that we've been in for 20 years, and these things are trying to die. And I have a belief that's kind of crazy, but there's only two reasons we keep something in our life. One is because we want it and love it and it expands us. And the other is because we're scared of it falling apart. Mm. And our fear of it falling apart is based solely on our belief that things shouldn't fall apart. And when someone says to me, I'm trying to keep it together, I'm like, why? Right. Anything you're trying to keep together is something that's trying to, I'm not trying to keep my arms on. Right. Because they're, they're, they're supposed to be on. Right. But there's some shit in my life that's trying to fall apart. Yes. So my job is to not stop that. Mm. I have a weird theory. This is a crazy thing. But like, what if you look at it from life's perspective? What if in some cases, I understand not all, so please don't hate me for this. What if when a doctor says to you, you have six months to live, mm -hmm. they mean your old story? Do you get what I'm saying? Because yes. How many times someone, okay, you have six months to live, and then, but, but they go, but if you change your diet and start meditating, <laughs> you might have longer. And mm. then the person goes, well, who I am is a bread eater. Mm. So maybe your past story is trying to die. Wow. And, and your job is to become present so your past story can be purged from you. Wonderful. What if the universe and life is trying to purge our old stories, but we're addicted to the story, so we're trying to go down with it? Wow, Kyle. I have to just acknowledge something just because when truth is present. This morning in my meditation, I have it written down here. This is ironic. I had, what if accepting death is the pathway to living in the present now? That's crazy. So you it's, wrote it's, that down. It's right here from this morning. That's crazy. And so I, I, I have to just say like this was supposed to be said here and it's absolutely profound. And the, 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 the next layer of that about what if that story of yours is supposed to die, my gosh, is just wonderful like that's why you're here you're here for me today to confirm what i had come up this morning that is absolutely wow. unbelievable that you just said that the other thing you've said that there's just so much there's just so much but that also that this idea that when you're doing anything i love this concept for everybody that when you're doing anything that you want it to be a win 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 yes i've never even heard this before so uh, would you please Explain that. Well, let's, th so the win-win-win the concept is there are many things in our life that we go, as long as I'm making money, I'm happy, right? Yeah. But there's some things that are also losses for other things. So for instance, to me, 
soda if you sell soda for a living. There might be a win-lose-lose here, and what the first win is, win, I'm, I'm doing something I love and I'm making money. Okay, I got a win. But the second one is everyone's getting cavities and people are getting diabetes and they're getting sick and it might be destroying their consciousness at certain. I say that while I'm drinking a Sprite, so there's a hypocritical part of me. And vodka. Yeah, and vodka too, you offered it. That's why this, that's why this is flowing so good. And the third one is what does it do for the world? Like soda companies are also okay. throwing plastic in the ocean, right? Mm -hmm. So the consciousness of the world in my eyes is dropping in certain products and certain things we're doing. But what we don't understand really is truly the lose-lose exists in your body. In other words, even though the lose-lose is outside of you, you have avatars of the outside in your body. So even though you might be making money, there can't be a fulfillment if it's destroying the planet because the universe can't support you in the highest if you're mm. also hurting things, right? So okay. one thing that I noticed that's really interesting is that companies that do sell things like soda and are very successful, they're really good at selling a why, right? Yeah. Like if you drink this beer, you'll get laid is the commercial, right? Yep. You'll have friends, you'll a party. Do you realize that meditation and yoga tell you a how, but they don't say a why? Hmm. Like do you realize meditation will get you way more laid than Sprite, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, and, and there's so many great things that come with meditation, but when you watch a video, it's like, I'm gonna show you how. Yes. But I don't get why I'm supposed to. Hmm. Well, you're going to transcend your entire past. You'll probably create a space to receive higher levels of health, better relationships, way more income, but you won't care because you'll be connected to yourself. Hmm. So I like to do things that are a win-win-win. Does it expand my soul to do it? That's a deep question. Do I feel growth? Like you like doing this podcast yeah. because you change, certainly, right? Certainly. It's also a win because people that watch it are shifting. Yes. I'm shifting talking to you. I'm teaching myself right now. Right, sure. My events are called Evolving Out Loud because have you ever given someone advice and then you learn from the advice? All the time, yes. Isn't that weird? Sometimes we'll give people advice they aren't even asking. Certainly. Like they're like, I got a stomach ache. And you go, I think you should break up with her. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Single. Right, and right, oh, right. This is for me. Right. Right. So evolving out loud, my events are me. If there's a me that gives advice and then a me that learns from the advice, mm -hmm. isn't that, doesn't that mean there's two me's? Mm. Right. Mm. And the, so mm. the third win of your podcast, I'm doing two analogies yeah. at the same time. I'm pulling them together. I get it. The third one is, are people changing? Like, are you raising the success, the consciousness, the growth of the planet? Mm. This is in full purpose. Mm. There would be a lot more pain if we were just creating distracting, in this moment, nothing gossip mm -hmm. content, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So. By the way, I think you feel that way when you... I think there's an emptiness when you have a conversation like that or a transaction yeah. like that, don't you? I think you feel an emptiness. There's an energy that is depleted from you yeah. when, when you have a, an interaction like that with somebody. And then there's an interaction like this where my energy is growing throughout it. There's something in my energy that's being fed. Do you think that's true? Yes, I think that we're learning more and it's actually connecting us more. I think that the longer this goes, mm -hmm. the m you notice that this kind of interview, like the, you, the farther it goes, yes. the more in this moment you are. Yes. In some things we do, how come the farther we go, the more exhausted we mm -hmm. are? Yeah. 
Like I do a six day event off the cuff. By day four and day five, you'd think I'd be out of content, but the truth is the ego has been so removed because I've been in my creativity for eight hours a day mm. that by day four and day five and day six, I'm just in total flow. Yeah. And I like doing long events just to access that. Mm. It's interesting because this also brings up a concept that's in the book that I bet you'll think is really cool mm. that um, I want to offer people, which is the idea of A money, B money, and C money. Okay. A money is money that you spend on stuff to create an addictive distraction in the moment. So whether it's to, you know, have a big party, to buy the carton of beer, whatever, A money is just like, let's say you have three different people that each got a million dollars. The A person spends it quickly on a bunch of parties, right? And, mm -hmm. and whatever, the most expensive car, this is A money stuff, right? Okay. B money, is when you put your money into something and it invests itself, right? That Robert Kiyosaki, right? I'm buying stocks and I'm buying- You're an investor. A liability, or assets versus liabilities, yep. right? That's cool. What if we add a new consciousness of C money? C money are things that expand you. Hmm. So if you, if you take two months to move into a cabin and have no cell phone, who would you be on the other side of that? Mm. And would that be worth more? Mm. Going to a meditation retreat, mm. buying a book like this, mm -hmm. or your book, right? Mm -hmm. Things that will change literally who I am. Yeah. Delegating to someone else the things that aren't a vibrational 10 for you to mm. do. Having a personal trainer, a nutritionist. These are things that will change you. And when you change, you're more receptive in my eyes to receive more money mm -hmm. because you actually killed off the story that sees itself as not worthy of it. Mm. So what I like to do is ask myself, is this a C money investment? I love that. This worthiness thing that you just said, I just want to go to that for a minute. I love the C money. This worthiness thing comes up all the yeah. time. What is that in people? This. It's, it's the, I, I think it's the number one thing. Yeah. So I hate ranking things, but you know, I'm not, even my top level people, I, if they've made a lot of money, top level earners, I mean, they'll say, well, I just don't feel, there's a story about me and my dad and I don't feel worthy of real love in my life. But they just said it. Right. There's a story about me. Mm -hmm. Worthiness is something we are under the illusion that we have to earn. <laughs> okay. we are under the illusion that unworthiness is even a thing like you learn that yes just creating the idea that who you are is the story you actually already know that it was conditioning like if you and I went to another planet and we were raised by two 20 foot tall aliens mm -hmm. and let's say each one of them one of them comes home drunk every night and he's really loud yeah right you, the first thing we're going to do is do whatever we need to do to be safe. Mm -hmm. We're with these aliens for 20 years, mm -hmm. right? So this alien comes home and is like, rawr, 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 and you're like, I better be quiet. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I'm around this alien, I got to be quiet. Mm -hmm. And then there's a second alien that, I don't know, loves it when you tap dance, right? <laughs> okay. So there's this other alien that's like showing their alien friend, look at him tap dance. And you're like, hello, my baby. And it's, like, <laughs> it's like this cute thing. So let's say we had that for 20 years. Then they let you go to the rest of the planet mm. and now you're being quiet because you don't want to get hurt But you're with new aliens that don't give a shit mm. And you're tap dancing and on a date and this aliens like I don't even like tap dancing. I don't care 
that's not you. That's called conditioning. Yes. And people think, well, it took me 20, 30, 40 years to develop this conditioning, so it'll take 20, 30, 40 years to undo it. Yeah. Nope. You mm. don't need time. You need awareness. Mm. The awareness of this moment is what you actually are. This moment. Now, I'm not saying patterns don't show up. I'm not saying I don't have triggers. I'm not saying I don't accidentally become sure. the story of what my past is. But when I listen to silence for two hours a day, mm. I really get past the bullshit mm. that says that taught unworthiness or the need for approval mm-hmm. or, you know, a, someone who can be abandoned or. Mm. The idea of making it happen is where you get love. These are all conditioning. Mm. And what you are in this moment, what I am, what anyone watching is evenly loved. Now, I understand you can hear that and go, he doesn't know my story. Mm. And I just hold space for you and go, I get it. But that's giving the story power when it's actually not the truth. It sounds to me, Kyle, like, and you've done this in your life. So this is a man with a completely successful career that you stepped away from. And you knew what you'd probably be losing with, you know, the two best Comedy Central specials of 2009 in the world. You didn't know that that would lead to all the people you've impacted, the people that you speak to, your courses, the books, the being here with me today, those things. You couldn't possibly know that. Right. But you stepped into that space anyway. And had I known that, it wouldn't have been faith. Had I known that, and by faith, I don't mean a religious thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, had I known that... I am not moving and transcending a pattern. I'm just doing it. It's kind of like when you're in a relationship that doesn't work, but you wait till you see the right relationship to make the leap versus Mm. like actually getting in alignment with yourself and then making space for someone to come into your life that matches that new alignment, Mm -hmm. right? So I actually did that in uh, 2010. I I was doing, uh, um, I had two great Comedy Central specials, all this stuff. The first thing I did was I just wanted to know what it would feel like. I had this calling that says, and, it, and I said, what would happen if I ate raw vegan for 90 days? Now, no part of me is saying this is about raw veganism, but it was a calling in me to know what would happen if like I didn't cook everything and everything was, you know, just based on plant-based food. And after 30 days, what happened was someone walked by me with a hot dog and all I smelled was chemicals and metal. And I noticed that my taste buds have changed. So that started this revelation that like, I thought I was just going to get fit and I was, but I was also discovering I was needing less sleep. I was getting more present. And as I kept going, I was like, well, what else is feeling heavy the way all that bad food did? So I was like, okay, no Facebook for a while. And then I was like, I actually, even though I love dating and I love Mm -hmm. partying and I was like, what if I don't date anyone for a while? And that was a tough hour. I'm just kidding. And I was like, what if I, what if I don't date, right? And, and the belief was, if I don't, I can measure what I will lose. I can't see what I'll gain. So I started having these incredible peaceful nights. Hmm. And I noticed that people that I'd always wanted to date and never would date me suddenly were willing to, they, they were almost, you don't, you don't want to go out with me even? Like, I was like, I've been trying my whole life to date you. But now that I'm not this needy guy and in my power, I noticed things would come to me and I still would say no Mm -hmm. because my body was changing. So around day 45, I noticed that stand-up comedy, at one point my dream career, started feeling heavy to me. And I'm not saying comedy itself is. I'm saying to me it felt like 
my childhood dream felt like it's running its course and something's trying to move me to a higher alignment. Mm. So while I was at this great place in my career, literally in 2009, they had a thing called the Comedy Central Stand-Up Showdown. I won it. It was like the greatest comics and it was like this thing. We had 238,000 votes. It was a crazy thing. And in 2010, at the height of this, I decided I don't want to do it. And so my friend and I were filming a thing and I said, I'm done doing comedy clubs on the road. And this moment happened that we actually have on tape where, th where auditions started showing up. And I'm not making a claim of a cool, it might be a coincidence, but it was really weird. Yes. The week after that, I was supposed to be in a comedy club. But I noticed that when I said goodbye to doing comedy clubs, the part of me that was also doing comedy clubs to like get approval from my mom or to prove something went with it. Mm. And I had this moment where I was really clear and I had this part of my body that says, what would happen if you combined this awareness of what you're doing with comedy? And I thought the way that I'm doing it, I don't know if anyone's done it. And that was at first a negative, but then my soul was like, yeah, no one's ever done it. So what would happen if you combine comedy and transformation this way? And I was like, no one's ever done that. So, like, that's my field. I could yeah. do corporate parties and shift the team and make mm. them laugh. I could do, you know, the lecture circuit at the colleges. So in this place of inspiration, I called my friend Diego and I said, what if we like make, this was crazy, but I said, what if we make a video for everyone who booked me as a comedian at their college by name? So we sat there and I remember we made like 500 videos. Wow. So I'm literally saying into a camera, hi, this is for Diane Johnson at North Idaho University. You might remember me as a comic. I want to do the lecture circuit. And I had friends that were going, dude, you could be headlining a comedy club. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's a, let me try this. Mm -hmm. And then as time went on, like a hundred of them maybe said yes at like three times the rate of me as a comic. And all of a sudden, I suddenly went from doing like a week at a comedy club for less pay to doing what's like my thing. Yeah. That's like one gig, mm. saying my truth, mm. one gig, flying home, more income. And the only thing I knew was I can see I'm not making money at that college. And then all of a sudden, this thing happened. And then I had an agency that was a big agency that was taking 10% of these gigs. And my justification for keeping them was they get me auditions for movies though. Mm -hmm. So I have a rule with myself that if I justify why I keep something, I have to let go of it. Mm. My daughter, I, I don't justify keeping her, mm. right? I don't yeah. go, well, she's, she's really getting good medical benefits. So I think I'll keep her as my daughter. <laughs> right. But I also don't Great justify rule. this or why I wrote this book. Great rule. But we know when we go, I hate this job, but I'm going to get a raise soon. Mm. This person treats me like crap, but they did take me to a nice dinner that one time. Yeah. That's you ignoring your body and needing to create a mental understanding of why you're actually disconnecting from your heart. Mm. So Huge. Right? Huge. So I could say, well, I want to keep this huge agency because mm. they give me auditions. So I knew I had to let go of them. Okay. I love it. So I called them and I let go of them and they, were, they really were like, what? no one's fired us. Right. Like we handle Tom Hanks. Right. Like, yeah, I know, mm. I gotta let go of you. You know, mm. not literally they handle Tom Hanks if you're fact checking this. Right. I don't know if they right. do, but they're a huge, that, right. that type of company. Mm. Two weeks after that, this is where it got almost 
the weirdest thing and made me really question what life is. Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle created an event called Gate. They combined forces. Okay. Dude, that's like yeah, yeah, if, yeah. that's like my fantasy. Like, yeah. and they're the most opposite energies. Like, right. that's on a, on a scale of Eckhart to Jim Carrey. Yeah, how yeah, excited yeah, yeah. are you? <laughs> right? right. And they created an event called Gate, Global Alliance of Transformational Entertainers. And they called me. The people there asked me to speak on the stage. And now that I had let go of the agency, mm. I was someone who didn't even need that agency. I didn't even need. I could say no to dating those type of you know, relationships I've always wanted. I could say no to the addiction to Facebook. I could say no to needing to market myself. I am someone who doesn't even need to do what at one point was my dream career. I'm in highest alignment I think I could be. And I felt equal in certain ways to Eckhart and Jim Carrey. And it was, it was an honor to be there. And I realized I'm as special mm. also, not the unworthy guy who's trying to keep an agency happy and all this mm-hmm. shit. So when I walked on stage, it was all off the cuff. And I said... Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle were fourth row. And I said, this is crazy because I'm told all the time that I'm what would happen if Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle had a baby. And I said, I don't know if you guys are picturing that. Eckhart, it's a thought, so you don't have those, so you're probably not. (laughs) And then I said, some of you might think Eckhart's offended, but it's in the past, so Eckhart doesn't even know about it. And like, all of this, like, spiritual stand-up started happening, and a voice was forming on its own off the cuff and here was the craziest part producers and directors were in the audience and they started coming up to me and offering me roles in movies Mm -hmm. so the part of me that wanted to get auditions for movies died and suddenly I was able to receive offers Mm -hmm. like the thing that you think you need to get the thing you want is often in the way I want to feel love if only I was dating someone no 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 feel love directly I want to feel abundant if only I had money. No, feel abundant directly. I want to get movies. Okay, well, guess what? The directors will start showing up in your audience when you change your alignment and stop moving like this cattle call person that needs to audition for everything and is unworthy and please put me in your thing. Like, I'm awesome. So that... You're awesome. Gosh. That's one of my favorite stories of all time because this decision you've made to step into your truth and who you were ends up being not coincidental at all that kind of the first of its kind ever event ends up existing that you can step right into. Yeah. These different dimensions and different rooms you can, you find yourself stepping into everybody when you make these decisions are remarkable. And that was my question for you. Yeah. We're, like I already, we're out of time, but I have to ask this, okay? Because sure. it's it was my question for the day and it yeah. leads to that. And I get asked it a lot. And over the years, my answer has gone back and forth about this topic and you were in there, but I want to ask you it directly. And it's this concept of separating from outcome. So Wayne Dyer and I had this conversation and I've always believed in being goal oriented and having specific things that you want to achieve, although that is sort of projecting into the future. Yeah. Then there's this other belief that is if we just separate from outcome and we are who we are intended to be, that these things these different spaces that we can't even imagine will begin to exist for us. Right. It's an interesting topic to me. Right. It's one that I've explored throughout doing the show. I've explored throughout my life. I've sort of navigated both things. Dr. Joe Dispenza and I have these deep conversations about that. How do you feel about that concept of separating from outcome yet having a vision of something you want to achieve? Because that vision is in the future. Yes. Right. So 
it's the Maybe. number one question I had for today, and I hope everybody yes. stuck around to the very end because I'm, f- I'm fascinated to hear your answer about it. Well, maybe you can use the vision like a ladder rung, okay? But really enjoy the step up, really enjoy the process. So like if we were like doing this interview, but from the beginning said, we better get it this good. It has to hit a million, you know, 10 million views. Mm-hmm. We have to whatever. We wouldn't enjoy this. True. Right? Yes. We'd be so much more stuck in making an outcome more of our God mm-hmm. than we are. Okay. And the creativity that came through, like I, you know, if, if I had a full everything I need to say, right, then what happens, what happens in life when something happens that's different than that, mm-hmm. that's different than your expectations, right? Yeah. So yeah, you can have that outcome, but also get excited about the creativity on the way because your expectations are what get hurt. And, and what I've really learned, and I've, I've talked about this on, on different shows, is that no one's ever broken your heart. They broke your expectations. And by breaking your expectations, they got you closer to your heart. And realize that any outcome you can come up with is still the biggest you can see in this moment. And it's still very small. The biggest outcome I can see for myself from here is nothing compared to what I could create this year because I'm not including all the new insights, possibilities that I'm going to have tomorrow and the next day. So the greatest vision I have for like the end of this year, it's going to be awesome, but I'm not including April and May and all, all the all the other insights I'm going to have. Like, I didn't know that I was going to be on this podcast. So any goal that I made before I met you wouldn't have included this as a possibility. So Mm. it actually, the greatest goal you could see is a total limitation. Mm. So use it as a a ladder rung, but also be willing to adjust and keep, okay, now that I know this, I'm going to bring this in while still having kind of some ability to be flexible and let the goal follow you too. I love that answer. Right? We promised at the beginning today, Kyle, brother, we should go three hours. I would love to. Everybody's I'll sitting there going, everyone's moment. sitting there going, please keep going. We promised something in the beginning in your last answer, all your answers, simple, true, and profound. And my own example, my own life uh, is evidence of what you just described. Uh, so many things today were so wonderful and beautifully stated. You're remarkable. You're remarkable, and I want people to interact with you. He has my endorsement, everybody. And there's this movie you've created. There's your, um, there's the programs you have. There's your social media. I would be remiss if I just had you on and did not direct them to more of you. So where should they go to get more of you? So my website's kylecease.com. Anyone can write me at info at kylecease.com. And what I'm so excited about is we've made a movie and our only thing with the movie is to spread consciousness. There's not like we gotta hit this many, we gotta whatever. It's totally free on the website. It's literally, you don't have to do anything. Go to the website, it's kylecease.com slash movie. Mm. And it's, you know, when I was younger, I saw a movie that you and I both connected on. Wayne Dyer did a movie called The Shift in yes. 2006. Beautiful. I remember how much that movie affected my life. In fact, I do my meditation retreats that people also can come to. I do my meditation retreats at Asilomar in, in Monterey, which is where that movie was filmed. Yeah, it was shot there. I do it all in nature. We lived there uh, to do these events. And, and we made a movie 
that's also the movie version of this book. This book is totally different, but also this is a great companion, yeah. or you can watch it on its own. The movie is called The Illusion of Money as a mm -hmm. documentary. And it's my version of, the, of what I learned from the shift. I just remember how much it affected my body when I saw Wayne Dyer's The Shift. Yeah. And so I wanted to create that for anyone that's receptive or feels that. And um, so please go to kylecease.com, C-E-A-S-E, -E, the way you'd spell ceasefire, kylecease.com slash movie. It's totally free. Yeah. And we also have a thing where we used to have all my content as a thing. You can buy this thing also separate. We have kind of a membership site that's totally affordable because yeah. I, I really enjoy bringing in the mainstream and yeah. not just kind of elite. Yep. You know, so it's a $29 a month thing. Cool. And it's got all of my content. And every Wednesday night, I do a live awesome. uh, answering questions thing. And we unfold and we've done like, I don't know, 80 of them so far or something like that. Okay. It's a community of people that are all here to grow. It's just opening our heart. And I promise you that will make you more receptive to achieving more as a byproduct. But instead of just being like, I gotta, gotta get, I gotta get, we, we gotta be and it will come to us. So, and the book's awesome too. Please pick up the book. It's killer. You're awesome. Thank you, you are. for today. On behalf of millions of people, thank you. This really made thank a difference you. in my life. I knew it would. And now I'm so grateful because I know it's made a difference in all of these folks' lives that are listening, driving, watching, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all the platforms. So, Kyle, thank you I so much. I love you, brother, so love much. Love you too, man. I enjoyed today. I do too. Tremendously. I do too. You're Exceeded awesome. my expectations. Thank so, you. Hey, everybody. I, you know, I want to connect with you too. I bring you some of the most fascinating people on earth who make a difference in your life. And every day I'm trying to connect with you. I do it on Instagram. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, do that. Turn your notifications on. I do something every day on there called the two-minute drill. It's just a way to interact with you. All my content is free. And so uh, if you make a comment on my post, I post at 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern every day, Monday through Friday. So you know when I'm going to do it. I make a post, make a comment, and you're in a daily drawing to get interactions with me, my guests, coaching calls, come see me speak, ride on my plane and talk with me for a while, max out oh, gear, yeah. all kinds of stuff. If you miss the first two minutes... Make a comment on other people's comments is a second way you can win. So reply to other people and engage with them. And then lastly, if you missed that, just make a comment every day. At the end of the week, we add up people who just comment every day. Just stay engaged in the community. We'll reward you by selecting you eventually for one of those rewards. So anyway, I can't wait to hear your comments here on this interview today with Kyle. Just miraculous, life-changing. God bless you all. Max out. This is the Admiral Show.